This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Stewie H., the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mabry, a.k.a. The Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah! What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming at you with Episode 7. Got some big news for you this week, man. Like I said, I've been making some strides. I've been making improvements every week. This week, got the new setup going. You know, my first six episodes, I've been going in on my lunch breaks on a Monday or Tuesday, going and sitting in my truck, sitting on my laptop, getting my little $14 Amazon microphone, sitting down in my truck and recording my podcast in the Burger King parking lot. <laughs> but I'm serious, man. I play with you. Really used to recording the Burger King parking lot on my lunches, but we're moving up now. We're on to bigger and better things. And this new setup, man, in the garage is pretty legit. Uh, ain't It ain't top-notch. It ain't studio quality. You know, I got I got my buddies Kenny and Che working out of the crow's nest. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and call this one, man, the pigeon's nest. <laughs> it's, it's a cool little setup, but still struggling a little bit, man. But we got the new mic as well going after it upgrade a little bit hopefully the quality is a little better hopefully that sound a little bit crisper but not just that man i went through the whole podcast and just rebranded everything i mean still the raider cody podcast but i went through i, I designed a whole new logo myself you know i did a little graphic design whenever i entered the twitter world kind of took a break from it entered in podcasting got a little bit more interested and decided you know what it's time i get my look got a little bit more uh a little bit more of a Raiders feel to it. Went all silver and black. Just went after it, man. Just I feel good about it. it looks good. I got I got my buddy Dan at DC4LCustomTees.com. He's got he's got the new Raider Cody podcast shirts dropping anytime, any day now. I'm definitely gonna snag me a few of them with that new logo on it. Man, they look good. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Visit the website, dc4lcustomtees.com, and make sure you snag, if you don't already have them, all the Raiders Podcast Network shirts, all of them, the Pillaging Podcast, Just Win Ladies, the new Raider Cody, Tony Man, all of them. Get the whole 
RPN wardrobe, man. I'm telling you. And hey, last big news. I'm happy to announce. You've probably already seen it on my Twitter page if you follow me on Twitter. But I've teamed up here now with the Raider Ramble. I'm doing post-game reaction articles. So you should see mine dropping here anytime from the Cincinnati Bengals game. So keep a lookout for it. Like I said, thank you very much, Mario, over there at the Raiders Ramble. Thank you for reaching out and seeing if I was interested. I'm, of course, very interested. You guys uh, run a very good business over there. you got a very good program. you got a very good group of people, very creative. I can already tell by the group chat, you know, between between that group chat and the Raiders Podcast Network group chat, man, I got my Raiders entertainment all week long, I'm telling you. Like I said, I appreciate you, Mario, and I'm looking forward to working with you guys in the future, man. But let's get into this thing, guys. I'm getting tired of talking about myself. First, man, here in a minute, I got Raider Kane coming on. I'm going to call him, see what's going on. He's uh, he's shooting over to the last Raider game this Christmas Eve. You know, he's from Oakland, born and raised. I've talked about him before. So I'm going to bring him on talk about what it means now for this to most likely be the last game in Oakland, see what he's got going on, and just see what his whole take is on this thing. But after I talk to Kane, man, I'm going to give a call to my good buddy Chris Wysong. We've had a social media relationship now for a while. Uh, he's got a good opinion. He's got a great opinion. He gets on there, man. And he uh, he speaks some truth to Raiders Twitter. I appreciate his efforts, man. The nation appreciates his efforts. So I want to get him on here and talk to him about some of the moves going on, what's maybe going on a little bit behind the scenes and what he thinks of it. He uh, He contributes to another Raiders podcast that I'm just going to go ahead and leave unnamed since they blocked me on their Twitter page. <laughs> but it didn't have nothing to do with him, man. He's a good guy. He's got he's got a great opinion, and it's a shame, man. I don't think I've ever heard him on their podcast, but we're going to get him on here in a little bit, see what he has to say, see what's going on with Chris. Like I said, before we get into the phone calls, let me hit you now with these Hell's Bells hits, man, these third down hits. Let me give you some facts. Derek Carr now owns NFL's longest streak without an interception. 299 consecutive completions. Lee Smith has a streak of his own. Three straight games with a touchdown in each one of them. The outcast at the beginning of the season, Carl Joseph led the team today with eight total tackles, including a sack. Well, let's just keep on rolling into it. Let's see if I can get my dude on the phone. Raider Kane, my brother, man. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Cody, man? Nothing much. Just chilling, man. What's up with you? Dude, just chilling, man. I mean, not the same chilling as last week, but we're still chilling, man. We're still chilling. Yeah, we're still making it, man. You know, can't win them all, man. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Hey, dude, just wanted to ask you real quick, man. We got... The last game, well, you know, what's rumored to be the last game in Oakland next Sunday. And I know you, man. Whenever I think of Oakland, whenever I think of dudes I'm going to see at Oakland, you're the dude, man. I mean, I picture Kane, man, is running through the parking lot, having a good old time every Sunday, doing his thing. What's this uh, What's this move mean to you, man? Oh, man, it means a lot, man. It's, it's the end of an era, you know. It's the, it's the end of a, a, a time 
you know, where where fans can go out and really enjoy a team, a hometown team, at, you know, even even if it's 1-15 or 0-16, you know, you, you're going to have your fans out there enjoying the time because that's the Raider Nation. We die hard. Yes, sir. We there win, lose, or tie. We're there. So, you know, this is the end of an era. Yeah, man, it's a heartbreak for sure, man. For me, I mean, I'm three and a half hours away, and it's disappointing from my point of view because – I had a baby coming this year, so I tell my wife, you know, hey, towards the end of the season, I'll cool it. You know, I'll be selling my tickets. I won't be going to these last few games. Make sure I get a lot of family time in. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to re-up, and then we're just going to hit 2019 like no other. I'm not going to miss a game. It's the Raiders last year in Oakland. We're just going to do it big. And then here we are, you know, pretty much, uh, I say Mark Davis, you know, gets a gets the weight on his shoulders for the most part on why we're leaving but the reason we're leaving early is definitely on that mayor so for her to hit us like this man with one game left being christmas eve a game that i can't as hard as i would try i can't make it to man it's a heartbreak for me man it's a heartbreak yes yeah, it's, it's gonna be a heartbreak for a lot of people man especially with the way it came unannounced you know, unex- you know it was just mm-hmm. nobody expected this to to be you know the last up, the upcoming game to be the last home game of uh, forever. You know, I don't think a lot of people, I think we all thought, and I can speak for a lot of us, I'm sure, that it was going to be, you know, one more season we'd have to say goodbye. You know, so uh, that, that that's what I think was a shock for most of, you know, for most people. Exactly. You know, the fact that it just, it just happened so abruptly, like, you know. Yeah. So uh, here we are, man, you know. I, 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 I came to the point where, look, I accept it. We're moving. We're going to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's over. Whatever, you know. And um, we're going in 2020. So for that to happen like it did, it just, oh, man, it hit me like a, a, a bag of bricks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I think I think a lot of people are still dealing with that, you know. So so you got a, you got a, you got a two-week uh plan now you got to get together and what's your uh you doing anything special man for this last game is there anything or are you just sticking you just sticking to that good old usual ritual man like me i got a routine whenever i go to a raider game you know this is what i do this is where i go this is where i stop this is what i do are you sticking to that is that what you're doing you're just gonna live it out one last time uh actually you know normally i do a tailgate and uh meet some friends you know some people every Sunday and uh this this week um you know a lot of people aren't going like I said it was unexpected so a lot of people didn't plan on going so uh this week I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing something a little different I'm gonna just head out to the game and no tailgate no friends visit before the game because like I said most people aren't going and uh just gonna go out here and enjoy enjoy this last game at at, at home man there it is Try man to, Try to bring home a victory. Exactly. You know, exactly. Try to go out of the Coliseum with a with a win over you know, the Broncos nice. too, man. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah, but uh, we'll see, man. You know the Raiders they got right now. The offensive line is not healthy. You know they they got some troubles. They got two guards. Uh, you know that one hasn't played football since 2017. So yeah, it's gonna be a rough these last two these last two two or three games. They'll be rough. So yeah, man. I mean, hey, at some point, man. No matter how banged up this fifty three is, they got to put it down for the town, man. One last game. That's all I ask, man. Just give us one win. 
hey, you know, and I know the players are going to want a victory to close out the Coliseum, too. Yes, sir. I'm sure they're thinking the same thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So all we can do is hope we can go out and the, and the team is healthy enough to pull one last victory out of out of the hat, you know? Yep. Especially with all the rumors traveling around. You know, we got we got Kenny uh, going around saying he's going to start ripping chairs out. <laughs> you know, he's spreading that rumor. He's going to rip the seat out the Coliseum. And then when I see stuff floating around, I got a petition I've seen floating around Twitter saying they want to rush the field. So for the players' sake, man, they better hope that they win and they're rushing, that they're rushing to celebrate and not just complain about a loss. You know, I wonder if the fans are really going to be pulling the seats out. You know, that, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I wouldn't put it past a Raider fan to do nothing. Not to do anything, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like if, if they say if, if somebody said they're gonna pull out a seat, then uh, I, I believe I'm putting it past Especially if you're a Raider fan, <laughs> I put <laughs> so, it past them. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen at the zero 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 clock time yep. of the game. That's yeah, when it's going so. down, man. That's when it's going down. <laughs> I have a feeling they're gonna be having to run people out of that parking lot, man. They're getting their their last minutes in. Yeah, knowing Oakland security will be heightened that day. So, <laughs> we'll see. For sure, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're pulling double, double duties tonight. I know you got uh, the Pillaging Podcast coming up soon here in a minute. Like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to discuss it. And make sure you enjoy that last Sunday game for me, man. Hey, anytime, Cody, man. Anytime. It was a pleasure being on, man. Cool. Anytime, bro. Cool, man. See you, Kane. Okay, bro. Raider Kane, man, he's the real OG of Raider Nation right there. You could probably have found him at almost every single game there at the Coliseum. That's why I wanted to talk to him, see his opinion. He's got the realest. He's been there. He's lived through it. He ain't just some Twitter mind, man. He's the real deal, like I said, man. That's the OG right there. Like I said, I got a second caller coming in, man, my buddy Chris. Let's see if we can get a hold of him real quick. Chris, why song, buddy? What's going on? Hey, Cody. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Oh, man, not a problem. Not a problem. I had to, uh, had to bring you over from another podcast for a little bit, see what's going on <laughs> the other side. You know we're all Raider fans, bro. Yes, sir. It's Raider Nation, man. Yes, so we're sir. All, we're all one family, so. Yes, sir. Hey, uh wanted to ask you, I know you're... You're pretty hot on the the undercover stuff. What's going on behind the scenes of Raider Nation? What's going on behind the scenes of the organization and whatnot? What's going on on Twitter? So one of the the big topics a couple weeks ago, Ben Albright decides to you know just put out a random tweet that maybe Mark Davis is behind all this. Maybe Mark Davis is the one that finally got fed up with Mac and pretty much was the one that pushed Cooper out the door. What what's your opinion on that, man? Well, Ben Albright, um, I respect him a lot. Typically, when he puts stuff out, um, it has something behind it because um, he does have leaked sources, and you know he's earned my trust um, over the years. So, I definitely thought um, it might have some truth to it. it at the end of the day, though, um, when you look at it, like Mark Davis, it was the best day of his life. He paid John Gruden a hundred million dollars. Um, so 
what I took from it as far as like Mark not wanting to deal with Siegel, he's the one like that said we need to trade Cooper. He's the one that was like frustrated with the Mac deal. I think if Gruden wanted Khalil Mack, I think if Gruden wanted Amari Cooper, he'd have him. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, maybe Mark was like over Siegel. Um, but that being said, if his hundred million dollar man said, I want to pay him, I want these guys here, they would be here. So I think it's a little truth to it, but I think if Gruden wanted the guys, they would, they would be Raiders. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of uh, truth in there, but there's also maybe something that's being left out by Albright. Um, and that's just my opinion, of course, you know? Yeah, exactly. You got to look at the Raiders organization like any other job. Everyone has someone to answer to. So in my, in my shoes, I'm an assistant manager at my job. So whenever something needs to be popped off or I get orders to go at somebody with something or make them do something or get on them about something, they pretty much say, and if they have anything to say, tell them it came from me type deal. So it's one of those things where if maybe Reggie facilitated it, John Gruden okayed it, but it originally came from Mark Davis – at some point, it almost don't matter because all three of them at that time were probably working as a unit. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I don't know how much McKenzie really, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, was involved. You know, I mean, I think it got to the point where McKenzie was just kind of, you know, if Gruden said, "Hey, I want to, you know, trade this guy," or um, you know, "I want to look for value," can you try to do that for me? Hey, I want to sign this guy. Can you bring him in in this price range? But yep. I definitely agree with you in terms of Mark Davis and John Gruden. They're probably on the same page. Um, but you know, again, I think you pay someone a hundred mil if uh, he, you know, was pushy about it. I'm sure Mark would have got over the fact that he was irritated with Siegel and, and paid Khalil Mack. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day. You know, it's what's done is done. So it's a new day uh, for the Raiders, and we just all have to accept it. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully one day it'll be a whole new day for Amari Cooper, and we quit hearing the rumors coming out, too. He, You know, he backed <laughs> know. it up, Why too. Why talking about the Raiders still? He should just let it go, man. <laughs> exactly. Cowboy, you know? If it's uh, – he, he seems to really enjoy it over there. He seems to, you know, like you said, the winning, the facility. He says everything's so great. So you know what, man? At some point, just, just focus on it, man. Just do your thing in Dallas. But yeah, man, just like you're saying, John Gruden is probably the man behind all the decisions. I'm sure Mark Davis is involved. He has that power, of course. But now we see this team getting stripped apart. We see disgruntled veterans maybe that came in here, you know, when we were winning in 2016 and expecting to continue to grow. You know, of course, you know, uh, can't help but say Bruce Irvin, you know, uh, teaming up. Khalil Mack was like his brother, of course. He had his back, tweeted all offseason to get him paid. And he was just kind of maybe one of those guys that was maybe just behind the scenes, stuff that we didn't see hurting the team, maybe hurting the morale of our younger guys. Uh, even Amari Cooper, if he was really upset with playing in Oakland, maybe he was you know, hurting the young guys also on his end of the ball. Do you think, do you see finally now that we've cleaned house a little bit and restarted, we're, we're through the hardest part of this rebuild, do you see guys finally starting to buy in? Do you see a do you see a, a end game here for John Gruden? You know, um, it's it's kind of been like an up and down for me with John Gruden. I was super happy when he um, was hired. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled, you know, because I remember when I was a kid and his success and his personality. And then I was upset, you know, traded Khalil Mack, some yep. of the veterans that he signed. Um, but 
all that being said, I find myself trending upwards with John Gruden again. Like you said, I, I really do feel like he's bringing in his guys. You know, we all joke around grinders and everything, but <laughs> I really feel like he is trying to strip down all of the guys who maybe um, have a little bit of selfishness about them. Maybe uh, they get a little bit easily disgruntled when their stats aren't doing well or they're not winning. Um, and I think he just wants to start with a fresh foundation of guys like like Derek Carr. You know, guys that no matter if they're winning, they're losing, they're going to put full effort in all the time. They're going to have a great attitude and they're going to do whatever they can to, you know, get better every day, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a cliche thing to say, but that's that's what healthy football teams do, you know. Yeah. Um, that's what Bill Belichick wants. That's what he has. You know, he has a, a locker room full of those guys. And if you're not that guy, he'll cut you real quick. And ESPN won't bash you for it because he's been so successful. But yep. really, that's what I think that's what Gruden's going for. And, uh, you know, I've started to like the kind of um, I'm not in the locker room, obviously, but you listen to you know interviews and you see him on the field. And I do feel like they have a lot better like chemistry, like they just seem happier to be with each other on the field. Um than they did earlier this season, you know. Yeah. So, I think the comfort level and the trust, and uh, you know, from the guys that are there now, um, from what Gruden's you know stripped down is uh, is good, and I feel encouraged, a lot more encouraged than I did like a month ago. You know. Yeah. So oh, exactly, exactly, and just like how you touched on finding guys like Derek Carr, is not too many times you have to, you know, whenever you you read a report that John Gruden actually had to go to Derek Carr and tell him to kind of free himself from him. That he was trying too hard to do what his coach said. There's, there's not too many players, you know, just like we've seen with Rashawn Melvin. He's tired of, tired of trying to change him. He's just going to keep doing what he wants to do. You know, obviously he's frustrated if his, if his production goes down to the point where maybe I just need to stop listening to these coaches. But for Derek Carr to be that guy that, just, you have to tell him, look, just trust your instincts every once in a while. You don't always have to listen to me. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, that Melvin thing was a little funny, but it definitely kind of, um, it summarizes maybe the attitude earlier in the year with the players. Yeah. Um, but you know, Melvin seems to have quieted down now, you know, maybe learned his lesson. I don't know if he's really in the future plans. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, Conley and Worley kind of, uh, and Nick Nelson kind of have the corner spots locked up. So Melvin probably will find himself somewhere else next year, but I know he's a hard worker, but at the end of the day, like, you know, he, uh, you know, Gruden wants guys are just going to get there at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., get there bright and early every day that are going to work, that aren't going to aren't going to cry if they're not doing well. They're not going to be, um, you know, there was reports from Dick Tafer, like, guys, uh, I got to get out of here in the locker room, like all that kind of stuff. Like, no. Gruden is probably just trimming the fat, you know, the, yeah. the bad attitudes and the guys that aren't, aren't all about ball. You know yeah. what I mean? He wants guys that are about ball every day, and um, that'll pay off in the long run if he continues to do that. You know, and there's things that Gruden, um, you know, some decisions he has to make in the future here that kind of scare me a little bit. But if he just keeps that same, um, you know, mentality on the guys he brings in, I think they have a good chance to be successful. You know, really, I, I really believe that. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Now, uh, going off of also what Gruden has said, I like, you know, I like quoting Gruden. <laughs> he's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, quote. A, he's very quotable. It's, it's so. addicting, Matt. It's addicting. And we got, uh, you know, earlier there was a lot of rumors swirling around before the, the trade deadline, even to the point where Derek Carr was being questioned, you know, at his pressers or in his interviews. You know, that's a that's something you should never ask a player. I mean, of course, a player is never going to think that 
I'm being traded for one. Are you ever going to expect a real answer for two? No. So for him to even, you know, he came out and he basically said that John Gruden told him that this team was getting built around him and the young core of this offensive line. Now, going into this year, we looked like we were set. Um, we brought back our, our four-star offensive linemen. We uh, dumped off our shaky right guard, uh, or right tackle, again, you know, for the third year in a row. We bring in Colton Miller. We draft depth. We still have Feliciano in there that can rotate at guard and center. You know, we're looking good. We move Penn over to right guard, or right tackle. I keep saying guard, and I don't know why. We move him over to right tackle. You know, we put a veteran over there. We let the young guy develop at left tackle. Things are looking good, but now we're in a spot today to where we have our rookie Colton Miller starting a left tackle. We have Chaz Green at left guard. He's, he's had six NFL starts in the last three years. We have Rodney Hudson, which is – Solid as a rock. We have Denzel Good. He's had 21 starts in four years. And then we have rookie right tackle, which has been questionable, but kind of sneaky, consistent the last couple games. Brandon Parker. Questions pretty much all across there besides Rodney Hudson. So that would be the last time I even even need to say his name in this podcast. What, uh, what do you have to say about the other four guys? Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, I'll say it for you. Rodney Hurts is the best center in the game, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. outside of that, it's been it's been tough. Um, I'll start with you know left tackle Colton Miller. Um, he's uh, I feel a lot better about Colton Miller now than I did you know when we drafted him. Um, you know, I do a lot of looking into the draft, and I do big boards and all this stuff, and you know, watch tape, and um, you know, I wasn't quite sure that he was a first round caliber left tackle, but you know what? I'll be honest. He's actually had some good moments this year. Um, yeah. He had a bad day today, um, yeah. you know, Sunday against, against the Bengals. He had a bad day. Um, but you know, that being said, I, I think the, the future is bright for him. I think he has some stuff that's fixable and, uh, you know, it's, it's been difficult at times for Derek cause he's had, you know, guys, uh, coming at him pretty quick when, you know, Colton's whiffed and got beat pretty good. But, I feel like there's there's a lot there, and uh, you know I feel like he's athletic and he's has he's a starting caliber left tackle in my opinion when I look at it, you know forecast his future. Yeah. Um, you look at left guard Clutchio Assembly's been hurt a lot of the year. Um, he's expensive and he's been hurt a lot, and uh, it's kind of put us in a tough spot. Um, you know Feliciano was hurt; um, he was filling in for him. So yeah, to have you know Chaz Green with his seventh NFL career start is not ideal. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, Denzel Good, his 22nd career start today um, against the Bengals. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, I mean, we had a lot of interior pressure coming right at Derek. Yeah. Um, we weren't able to get our run game going um, mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, our best run was to the new, you know, tight end. Um, the rest of the day, we weren't <laughs> able to, to get it going. And then on the right side, Donald Penn wasn't right, you know, to begin the year. He just, he wasn't himself. He not no. only was coming off the injury, but he was hurt. And Brandon, Park, Brandon Parker's had a tough go. You know, he's shown some games where he's been better, and then he's had some really bad games. So the fact that Derek Carr is still standing and uh, yeah. stepping up in the pocket every day and, and, and delivering the football to his receivers and he's not hurt or on IR is honestly like a testament to his toughness and then just maybe some luck on our side. But <laughs> uh, it's also made him, 
he's gotten better at navigating pressure, um, throwing with guys in his face. So maybe in the long run, it'll be a blessing in disguise. You know, he'll be <laughs> yeah. a more complete quarterback for us. So. Yes. Man, I said the, those exact words to uh, Darren, man. What was this? Uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. Kind of just, we just hope, you know, through all this mess and disaster over offensive line, you know, he's had, uh, I think after today, 47 sacks. Um, like you yeah. said, to walk away healthy is great. I uh, can't even complain at that point. You know, I still see Raider fans uh, complain every time he senses pressure or he's about to get maybe drilled in the back, you know, that he that he folds up and, and just takes a sack. And it's like, well, you know, man, if he's going to take, you know, five or six possible hits a game and he can maybe, maybe get away from one or two, why risk another injury this season? Is there is there any point in trying to fight through and break off these tackles of these 250, 300-pound defensive linemen? Is there is there any any point in that? I mean, that I just don't see anything uh, that would lead to me wanting to see my quarterback do that. And if he can get through it and keep playing the way that he is, uh, deal with the pressure. I see his pocket presence. You know, it has been shaky. I can say that, you know. Of course, maybe there is a little bit of uh, hearing some footsteps, which I would say he has every right to with the injuries that he's gone through. That's okay. Um, but to be able to get through this season and grow from it and go into next season, hopefully with the, with the five guys up front, more solidified, ready to go as a unit, hopefully, man, we come out with better protection and a Derek Carr, man, that can – even if it's not good, can get through it anyways, man, and fight for those wins. That's that's kind of the end game I see here out of this year. You know, I mean, with Derek, his arm talent, he you know, he's a pocket passer, so you're right. I mean, he's not Michael Vick. You mm-hmm. know, he's not Russell Wilson in that way. But like 2016, when Derek had supreme protection and you basically have him playing seven-on-seven seven out there, he's going to shred defenses. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if he has time to step up in the pocket, he he's incredible. Um, you know, but that being said, you know, um, if he can learn to navigate pressure and get, continue to get better and better at it, um, it's going to be huge for the future of the Raiders with him as the quarterback. And, and, you know, um, when, when people say, oh, he's scared hearing footsteps, to be honest with you, I I haven't seen much of that this season at all. And I know guys see a clip and they're like, oh, you know, this and that, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they were, there's so much that they're not understanding about, you know, how football works. And, you know, um, I mean, look, you know, like I said, he's not going to be able to, you know, escape some of these edge rushers. They're supreme athletes. They're some of the most impressive athletes in the NFL. So it's not easy to just get away from them. Um, you know, it's, you know, in a lot of games they've been down, you know, um, why turn the ball over? Why put themselves in a worse position? Exactly. I feel like when he's had a chance to step up and make a throw or avoid it, he's tried to. And there's been certain instances where he's got a 2% chance to do so and probably about a 40% chance of fumbling and making it worse. So um, I agree. I don't think he's, I think he's doing a great job. And, you know, when you look at the offensive line um, that he's had to deal with, I mean, they've, kind of wrecked the game plan in quite a few games. Um, yeah. When you break it down, Derek Carr's been sacked three times or less in eight games, and they averaged 23 points a game in those games. But when he's sacked four times or more this season, they averaged 12.5 points per game. Ugh. So that tells me that the offensive line and the issues they're having with Tom Cable, the injuries, 
they've wrecked the game plan. They made it difficult for the Raiders to get first downs. That's not all on Derek. You know, every quarterback that has pressure constantly is going to be affected. You know, so yeah. Um, you know, that's that's happened in the playoffs to Tom Brady before. You know, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So you get in the guy's face and you make it difficult to step up and throw. They're not going to play as well. So yep. you know, if people want to hate Derek, they can, but. You know, he's, in my opinion, I think he's having a heck of a year. And he's completing 68% of his passes. You know, he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. Yep. He's going to have 20 plus touchdowns for the fifth straight year. Yeah. Not many guys have done that. So it, I think man. he's doing just fine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I appreciate that. That's, you know, the reason I brought you on is we've had a we've had a social media Twitter relationship now for a little bit, mainly because our views on. You know, not just Derek Carr, but the entire Raiders team have been pretty similar, you know, the last year or so. And I appreciate you coming on here, man, and sharing that uh, that good knowledge that you got, you know, hiding behind the keyboard. I wanted to get you on the mic a little bit, let you talk about it. It's good to, uh, you know, it feels good maybe to get in a good little Twitter rant or argument. I do it almost daily, but it feels good, man, to get on the mic and, and just talk about it, man, and and let the, it, let it go, exactly, man. <laughs> let nation know what's going on. And uh, yes, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time, and uh, hopefully, man, we talk again here in the near future. Anytime, man. You let me know. I'd be happy to be on. I appreciate you having me on. So cool, man. See you, Chris. All right, man. Raider Nation. My man, Chris, dude. He's knowledgeable. I go to him all the time, man. We we discuss things. We hit each other's DMs after some big stuff goes down. We talk about it. We discuss it. I always respect his opinion. I was happy to have him come on the podcast. I'd like to thank him again. But we got to keep this thing rolling, man. I'm getting loaded with content these last couple episodes. So let's go ahead and take some of your guys' calls. Thank you to the listeners that call in weekly. Share your opinion. Come on here maybe rant a little bit. I appreciate it, man. The show wouldn't be the same without you. And if you want to get involved, it's easy, man. Just call the hotline, 808-650-7220. All you do, just leave a little message, talk about whatever you want to talk about, get it off your chest, celebrate a little bit after a win, and we'll just chop it up on the podcast, man. That's how you do it. Real simple. But let's go ahead, man. Let's take these calls. I'm Cody. Raider Cody. Goddamn block. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Just swap. Pissed off, freaking Raiders getting ran down like a bunch of bums. <laughs> defense sucks. The offensive line is just straight freaking trash. <laughs> They're about as strong as wet toilet paper. They can't move anything back. The guards suck. Colecio Simley is out again. There's nothing new there. Gabe Jackson gets hurt up. Oh, nothing new there. Feliciano's gone. Why do we even show up and play a game if we're not even going to do anything? This is idiotic to me. I don't, I don't understand the play calling. It's ridiculous. It's just nobody seems to give a shit. It's like they play one good game, the next week they just play trash. Yeah. No, it's just a horrible to watch. It's not enjoyable. I can't even watch it sometimes just because it pisses me off so bad. It's like a... It's so upsetting, but whatever. I just, what the hell? Why? Why are they calling running plays like right after another? It's just that doesn't work. 
Martin is too small. He's not strong enough to get through this. Jalen Richard with another fumble. He's back mm-hmm. to it. I mean, once you start the fumbles, it just doesn't go away. It, that has been his problem. He's like that last year and the year before. We have nobody that just has good hands and just keeps the ball in it. Everyone's got to at least let it out. It's mm-hmm. just, ugh. The running game is just all over the place. Run well the next one and then completely just don't do anything. It's like, hey, there's no holes. Let me run to the nearest linebacker so I can get an eight-yard loss. <laughs> what the hell is Carr supposed to do besides just get sacked every single day? You get a sleeping bag and a tent because that's where he's going to be behind the offensive line. It's just, just going to get him every single time. It's horrible. I'm just sick of watching it. Man, you hit on some good ones there, WAP. Got to admit, man. And yeah, I understand your frustrations. I've seen that a lot. You know, that was the first thing I was thinking. We gotta, we gotta keep the pass rush honest by keep the run game going. So they kept pounding them out at a few times. I mean, it wasn't gonna get nowhere. I didn't expect us to break off no big runs. Couldn't definitely get nothing up the middle. I could tell you that from the get go. Uh, unless Rodney Hudson, for some reason, grew like three extra arms that could cover all four defensive linemen, which he can't. So I didn't expect nothing to go nowhere. But we had to keep him honest. But then I didn't quite understand why we weren't running any uh, play-action plays after that. We couldn't uh, we couldn't incorporate any kind of rhythm. It was just, it was just all around. It was, it was a rough game to watch. Uh, somehow, Derek Carr still came away with a pretty good game. Got sacked five more times. Just like you said, man, the offensive line's been rough. I don't even know. I mean, the defense, for the most part, I mean, I feel like they played well. It's kind of weird. I don't even see how we gave up that many points. I mean, I think their quarterback had, uh, shoot, not even 150 yards. I, 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 I still, by looking at the stat line, even after watching the game, I'm still not sure how, uh, how we lost by that much. But, hey, part of being a Raider fan, man. It's how it is every week. So, uh, like I said, thanks for the call, WAP. Let's take this next one. Uh, what's happening, Raider Cody? It's your main man, Bobby Wasabi. What up, Bobby? All I have to say is, wow, man, that was just some, wow, terrible freaking defense, dude. I had no idea what the hell they were doing. Nobody was doing their damn job. Nobody. I mean, they were making that... Freaking kid looked like an MVP. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. All right. This is my question for you. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being like a, a culture club <laughs> and uh, 10 being a Van Hagar, what would you give our defense? I know you're a music connoisseur. Uh, me, I would have to give them a, a 2, you know, a, <laughs> which would be like a Millie Vanilli, you know, because I really didn't recognize who the hell they were. They they tried. It looked like they tried, but nothing, just negative. All right, I'm going to get up out of here and try to cheer myself up and go twist one up and try to, you know, squeeze into my purple reins. All right, <laughs> check you out later, man. Peace. Yeah, Bobby. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Like I said, I just said, man, I don't really understand. I mean, I feel like our defense played well. I don't know, man. We got that concept. You know, have you ever heard bend but don't break? Well, we're the opposite. 
we don't bend, we just break. That's it. You know, we'll we'll look solid, we'll stuff the run, we'll tackle him for a loss. You know, we'll have sticky coverage, but then man, we'll just leave him wide open, wide open. You know, or or we lose track of the quarterback, or we pick up a screen and then we miss the tackle. You know, missed tackles. I mean, have been. I mean, open field tackles have just been terrible for us. I mean, we read the play for the most part, and then the dude just shifts right by the guy, picks up six, seven yards just about every time. Oh, it drives me nuts, man. It drives me nuts. I'm telling you. I know how you feel, but I'm going to have to give this defense a four. Yeah, that's only because I would have gave them maybe a six the last couple weeks. Today, they played, like you said, a two. So I feel like they're better than that. And, man, if it wasn't for that quarterback, that quarterback missed a lot of throws. I mean, it could have been – this game could have been ugly. Had he not – I mean, he was badly overthrowing his guys. I would say I counted probably six times. I mean, and they were almost wide open every single time. He missed – Tyler Boyd ran this beautiful route. I mean, completely sold Daryl Worley on it. Worley would have – I mean, he would have been burned for this touchdown. And he completely overthrew him. Complete quarterback mistake. Total bad throw. Uh, So, like you said, you're mad about the defense, man. But had they had a decent quarterback out there throwing the ball, it would have been a lot worse, dude. A lot worse. Man, I hate talking about this stuff, Bobby. Let's just go ahead and take this last call. Raider Cody, this is uh, Monster Mash Ken. What's up, Ken? Oh, my God. What a game. What a horrible game. We should have won this. There's no excuse, and yeah. it sucks. It really does. And uh, if we would have had, a, if, they, if we were playing against a better quarterback, we would have been just demolished. Yeah. You know. Um, anyway, uh, I'm trying to look at you know positives. That's how I am. Uh, big big car supporter. But you know what? He, he can't do nothing when he's sitting on his back. Nobody's had that much success laying on their back since Debbie did Dallas. <laughs> and uh, you know when he's throwing to guys like uh, Waller and Seth Roberts and yeah. and uh, Jordy Nelson, then you know just nothing's going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just, we got to get a playmaker in the draft and, and we got to get something in free agency. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see who you're looking at at free agency or, um, uh, well, I guess free agency and, and the rookie, uh, the draft. Uh, I try not to get my hopes up just seeing how the drafts have gone the last couple of years. You know, you can't get your hopes up on one player or zone in on one, especially with Gruden at the helm. Uh, normally what I do is I make a list of players that I'd love to see. And, uh, I actually did have Arden key and Hurst last year. Um, uh, going one and two. So I'm, I was pretty happy, even though they went uh, three and five, I think it was. Um, anyway, uh, just horrible, horrible game. And uh, I hope that the, the Raiders to give the fans a gift next 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 week. Uh, they got to win this game. There can be no excuses. Uh, this is, uh, it's against a, a rival, and it's in our hometown. And uh, I, I would love to be there, but I can't, unfortunately. Just too last minute. I was hoping to go la- next year, but it's not going to happen. But I'll be holding it down from the East Coast, man. All right, Raider Cody. Uh, one one day we got to talk about getting you a custom action figure with your with your uh, costume on, because that's badass. <laughs> All right, brother. Take out. Take care. Peace. Yes, sir. Monster Mash, man. Hey, I appreciate your calls the last couple weeks. Some good stuff, man. Some good stuff uh, to take on your question with the draft. You know, a lot of people say tank for Bosa. Well, I'm saying, man, we're winning for Quinnen, bro. Quinnen Williams, Alabama, you know, get some more pressure up the middle. 
You know, I understand, you know, we got good young guys there now, PJ Hall, Mo Hurst, but they're not just going to be, I mean, they're good, they're good, but they're not the guys we can use. I mean, Quinnen, man, he's that presence. He could come in there with Mo and really just set the tone. He's a bigger dude. He can really set the tone. I really love, you know, PJ Hall rotating in still on third downs. He does a great job of picking up the screen or, or picking up the running back, slipping out of the backfield. Does a great job, man. They're both smart players. But Quinnen Williams, you know, stack the inside of that defensive line. Let Arden Key develop. I'd still like to see his improvement from this year to next year. And, man, break the bank on the defensive end. I mean, ah, wish we would have did that last year. But this year, man, break the bank on a, on a good, proven defensive end. Bring him in. Get some pressure. Maybe, you know, bring in a good outside linebacker that come off the edge we don't really have that right now we got a good gadget guy we got a good we got a good run stopper and markel lee we got a good gadget player coverage speedy linebacker and morrow whiteheads you know he's a good leader he's there he makes tackles but we don't have that guy that can come off the edge and really bring the heat you know we need that guy that can come in and be the fifth guy and just bring the heat but i'd say man we got a lot of holes to fill so that might not necessarily happen the way i picture it Secondary's coming along pretty well, I'd say. I think we got the pieces there. There shouldn't be a whole lot of need in free agency or draft. I think we got we got the secondary there. Maybe a safety, <coughs> Derwin James, you know. But besides that, you know, just bring in some linebacker help. They've been very underwhelming for sure. Bring in that pressure. Of course, we need a pass rush. Very, uh, I don't want to sound cliche, man, but we definitely need a pass rush. 100% this offseason. That should be our number one priority. And I agree with you, man. I wish I could be there this weekend as well. For all you you Oakland fans that have been there through and through, that are still going to follow the team after this, that are going to go there and soak up this last game in Oakland, man, I hope that they go out there and they just pull off the win for you guys, man. I hate Denver. They're vulnerable right now, and that's what scares me, honestly. I feel like we've played great against good teams. You know, we've competed with Denver, we've competed with Kansas City, we beat Pittsburgh, but then we just lose to sorry teams like the Niners and today the Bengals, games that we should be winning for the most part. Seems like those are the games that we don't show up. So hopefully this Sunday is something different. Hopefully we go out there and John Gruden has a game plan good enough to send these fans home, you know, satisfied, man. But I appreciate all your guys' phone calls. You guys make my show. I don't want to just sit on here and talk to myself. I appreciate the call-ins. Thanks again, Kane, making time, pulling double duties. Make sure you listen to him on the Pillaging Podcast tonight. As well as check out Just Win Ladies later in the week. Should have an episode dropping. Thanks again, Chris Wysong. Coming on, man. I'd suggest you guys go listen to their podcast as well. Like I said... They got me blocked on their Twitter page, so I don't want to give them a shout-out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. You're a great guy. Glad to hear you on a podcast. Finally, hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I said, man, any questions, check out RaiderCody.com. Got my phone number on there. That's where you call in and get on this last segment. Leave your questions. Make sure you go through my links and you check out DC4LCustomTees.com. Man, we got that new Raider Cody shirt dropping anytime. I'm telling you, I'm pumped on it. Make sure you guys grab one. 
I don't get no, you know, cut of that. This is just for fun, man. Dan works with me, and he'd work with you guys the same way on any kind, any kind of custom shirt you guys need designed. He'd do the same thing. I'm nobody special, man. You know, he he works with me. He's got me. This is gonna be the third shirt design, I think. And I don't even sell that many, man. He just he works with me closely, asks me opinions. You know, we're both designers. He's a great dude. Get on there. Like I said, I don't make any money. This is his profit, man. Get on there. Support his company, dc4lcustomtees.com. While you're at it, enter in promo code Raider Cody and get yourself 10% off that entire order. So like I said, RaiderCody.com has all the answers. Make sure you're caught up and get involved. I want to hear from you on Twitter. I want to hear those call-ins. I don't care if I got an hour-long segment of just call-ins, man. I don't care if you think you're annoying. I don't care if you think that your opinion don't matter. It does. I take everything into consideration, and I listen to everyone's opinion. So call in, get involved, and I hope you enjoy this new episode inside my cozy new pigeon's nest <laughs> on my nice new uh, slightly upgraded, still mediocre microphone. Slowly improving, still getting there. And make sure, whenever you're done listening to this podcast, you go check out the Raider Ramble. You take a sneak peek at my article on my post-game, my reaction. That's where I'm going to do all my post-game wrap-ups now. I'll give you a little taste here on the podcast. We'll discuss everything going on. But all the details are going to be there in that article, man. Until then, I appreciate the listen. And I'm ready for the game against Denver. Let's go Raiders. Raiders.